I hope as you guys get older, I, 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 and I don't hope, I know, I know that um, you guys will look back and you'll be, you'll, you'll understand what, how good this is. I mean, y'all get to experience something most people just dream of getting to experience. Loose down the ground. CB over to Majette. One on the shot clock at the buzzer. He made it! He made it! He made it! Five seconds to go. Jamez on the beach. Jamez. Welcome back, Charger Faithful, Charger Pod 29. Uh, we got a little bit of a round table here. If everyone just wants to say a few words to start. I'm looking at a screen, bad podcasting, but I'm going to start in my top left. Tyler Brazel, GSC expert all the way from Indiana. Tyler, how are we doing? Oh, I'm great. I'm, I'm happy to be back. You know, it's been a while. You've been hiding ever since you were exposed as a fraud on last year's NCAA tournament preview. No comment. Moving to my right. We got Tanner Finley. He's been a frequent co-host for me this year. Tanner, what's going on? This is this may be the first time I've ever gotten the back-to-back, back-to-back invite. Uh, full disclosure: you actually were not invited to the last one. It was it was Micah and I. Uh, but our editing team did not edit in time. You know, Dave wasn't did the the check didn't clear, so they went on strike. So uh, so yeah, it, it was supposed to be a Micah one, but technically, yes, Tanner, you are in back-to-back episodes. That's good enough for me. Next up, David Ivey, aforementioned David Ivey, our boss, our fearless leader. Any comment, first of all, on the, the checks that weren't weren't cashing? No comment on that. I'm currently battling through uh, injury right now to be here tonight. Um, got the uh, vaccine yesterday, so I'm here giving my all for the Chargers. Up next, second to last, the penultimate, the, the OG, Micah De La Rosa. Also, a ha- are you half-vaxxed? Are you full-vaxxed yet? I'm half back still, uh, still full antibody though, so it's like one and a half times. Uh, but uh, you know, we got the suit with us tonight. You know, David Ivy, a little nervous for for what's what's going to happen here. But you know, uh, David talking about the vaccine. I, you know, it's kind of like CrossFit. Like David, David's like new to CrossFit. He's going to talk about it every chance he gets. He's going to drop that knowledge that he has the vaccine. I mean, it's nothing new to us, Troy. We've been we've been immune to this for for months, and uh, uh, with the antibodies now, just adding the vaccine to it, it's no big deal. But but to some, you know, they're just getting their feet wet with it with the vaccine. It's, it's all new to them, so it's kind of like the CrossFit deal for the suit here. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited about the roundtable tonight. Like my friend Tanner likes to say, you know, we we got our vaccine the natural way. We we got it right. from God's green earth. People like Dave ha- had to go to the, you know, go to the lab version. Hey, you know, it'd be nice. End of the year evals are coming up very quickly, very quickly. <laughs> Hopefully after the Elite Eight, the end of year evals will be here soon. Last but not least, we thought he was dead. Undertaker gift, the return, also from Indianapolis, Greg Gardner. Greg, would you like to uh, address the the dozens and dozens of listeners about what's been going on this year with your your absence? Just excited to be back. I appreciate you having me. I uh, figured with it being March, uh, it's Charger time, it's basketball time, and I'm just excited to be here, a uh, part of this prestigious roundtable. I I would say it's good to have you back, but we've kind of been rolling, you know, kind of rolling without you, uh, reintroducing you this late into the fold. I really, I'm not a superstitious guy, but I really don't want to jinx anything. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Kind of like the guy gets injured and the team starts playing really well. And you're like, when he starts, comes back off. You're like, I don't know. What do we, what do, we do? We just put him back in. Well, I believe we are the UH Hoops Pod, and UH Hoops is coming off of a loss. So hopefully, I can turn things around for us. Fair enough. 
A few things before we get into the current Chargers. David Ivey, you've had a baby. We've talked about it on these airwaves. This is the first time you've been on since. Beautiful baby. Um, I don't know. Just talk about Rose. Yeah, the uh, very thankful the, and uh, the elite genes I gave her. You mentioned she's a very cute baby. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, thankful for her mother. Uh, everything's going well, so uh, we've got it all figured out. So just kidding. We have. I'm just had no idea what's going on. Do uh, you? This is questions from from Charger Faithful. Real quick, does she already shoot free throws better on the Nerf hoop than you did uh, your senior year of college? Thirty four. Was it thirty four percent? Was that, a, was that a question from Jay Majet in Birmingham, Alabama? Was that a question from him? I can't reveal my sources. Jay only butt-downed me twice today, just throwing that up. <laughs> true, true story. True story. <laughs> Jay, Jay is the king of the Snapchat, Snapchat group call. I get about three a week from old Jay. <laughs> <laughs> he must have his iPhone on like eight-minute lock. <laughs> The two See, guys I that though, Troy, I quickly transition that up and make it fun of somebody else so we forget that what yeah. you asked about me. That, go ahead. That, that's classic Dave, you know, ducking and dodging. If you back Dave in a corner, he will lash out and go personal attacks at you. So just beware uh, the, the rest of this round table if you do back him into a corner. Speaking of uh, of contentious things, Tanner and Micah, this is your guys' first time on the podcast together, I believe. Uh, and actually, there's been a kind of an unspoken beef between you guys. You have the same New Year's resolution this year. Tanner proclaimed on these airwaves he was going to beat Micah's record of two whole books that Micah <laughs> set last year. You know, they're supposed to read a book a month. Micah did two last year. I think Tanner, correct me if I'm wrong, you finished that Tiger Woods book? No, it's, I hit a wall. It's like <laughs> it's like mental block. I just can't get over that, that third book. So I'm at two and a half right now. Oh, two and a half. Michael, where are you at? So I started uh, started a book called Hoops Heist about the Seattle Supersonics move to Oklahoma City. I'm about halfway through that. But I've also, I mean, in the meantime, you know, this is actually something that, that Tanner's given me insight to that I read many books every night. And the last couple of nights, you know, Hillary's been late at work and I've had to do the bedtime routine with, with Evie. And so I've actually read quite a few books uh, here over the last couple of days. Um, I don't know how that correlates to, to the adult reading, but a book's a book in my in my mind. Any Dr. Seuss books? <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes. Uh, all the ones that have been canceled, I don't know if we've delved into those. I haven't looked really at the list very hard, but, but she likes the, the I can read with my eyes wide shut has been an every night deal. Okay, as long as it's none of the none of the problematic ones. I hadn't seen I hadn't seen any questionable uh, any questionable uh, artwork in the Doctor Seuss books I've been reading, yeah, so we're have, good. May have to retroactively edit you out of this podcast. <laughs> cancel, cancel me. We're walking a really tight line right here. Do uh, audiobooks count? No. No. Okay. No Hello, Micah, when do you have time to when do you find time to read? Well, when the kids go to sleep, usually I. I read like in the bed or on the couch or something. Uh, I read uh, Three Ring Circus over January and February, Dave, if you kept up with the pod. Uh, and now I'm on to my second book. So, you know, I'm an educated man. Eight pages a day, nine pages a day. What's, what's, your, what's your word per minute? I don't know. It's not very fast. I mean, it takes me a while because I'll get distracted and I'll start thinking about something else and then I have to recollect my thoughts. So that's probably why it takes me so long to read. Greg, you kind of chimed in there. Do you have any New Year's resolutions or, or Lent promises this year, aside from audiobooks? Because those do not count. Absolutely not. 
no, I, if you remember from my old pod days, I'm not a resolution guy. Just consistent, you know, what you're getting every day when I show up, hard hat, lunch pail, clock in, clock out type of mentality. Do you have any uh, LinkedIn, LinkedIn resolutions this year? No, but I would like to, I'm, I'm going to take us down a little bit of a rabbit hole here. Gus Malzahn, cease and desist. I don't know if this is a part of the outline, Troy, but Gus Malzahn, charge on. Can we talk about that? Greg, you know, I, I was a little skeptical about bringing you back into the fold, like I said, but that's a great observation. That's that's the spark plug we needed off the bench. Uh, off the uh, bench. Off the bench uh, here here as we near the postseason. I've been noticing that a lot too. The hashtag charge on. I mean, that's that's just straight up. We need to get Andy Donovan uh, on the horn, Dave. We'll see what we can do. He needs some billable hours. Spending too much time in wheat fields. <laughs> Great Instagram follow out there for the all the Chargers people. <laughs> Chargers in D one. We we got to get this thing back on the rails here. Liberty third straight year in a row. Our boy D Rock. They're dancing. They won the regular season title. They went up. Let's start there. We've missed a lot since the last podcast. Went up to Louisville, up to Scotty, and just beat their tail. Uh, and that was Bellarmine's you know Super Bowl. They couldn't they couldn't make the NCAA tournament. So that was their Super Bowl to get the regular season title. Micah, you had a good Scotty story. What happened when they went down to Florence on Valentine's Day weekend? So I was talking to a couple of coaches uh, here around town, and they came to town, and they were staying. They played Friday and Saturday, and that will have to be Valentine's Day weekend. So usually when you play Friday and you have to game the next day Saturday, it's an afternoon game, they let you late check out. Well, for whatever reason, because it was Valentine's Day, uh, they made them – they needed the rooms, and so they made them check out at like 10 and made them stay in the conference room until they left for the gym to go to Flowers. And so uh, I heard Davenport was not very uh, happy about this, having them just hang out in the conference room for the rest of the day until they went to the shoot-around or whatever they were doing. Uh, I heard he calls quite a scene, so that, that's good stuff. It couldn't happen to a better guy. Yeah, literally. I know they're D1 now, but that's the most D2 story you'll ever hear. Like doing a walkthrough with like a piece of paper balled up and like around a trash can. Like doing our walkthrough in a hotel lobby. Dave, any, I don't know if you got anything in, in the bank about Scotty Davenport or you want to plead the fifth on that. I just have one quick question about Florence. Is it like a romantic getaway spot or something? <laughs> Where we, was everybody coming to Florence for Valentine's Day? Dave, they only have like one hotel I think, there. I, I think it was just UNA is so deep rooted in D2 that they're like, no, you can't have a basketball team stay later than the checkout time. And so they're just, you know, maybe it's, or maybe it's just games and shit. I like and that. Pujols, Pujols made the call. Pujols made the call. Get him out. I like, I mean, honestly, Scott, he's a, he's a terrible human being. And that's going to be out there in the, in, in the pod, out there in the world. He's a horrible human. <laughs> oh, we're, go, we're going there with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tanner, Greg, either you guys got anything on, on uh, Liberty? Liberty, Liberty. Greg. <laughs> what did you say, Tanner? Say, go ahead, Greg. I'm deferring to you. I just, I sing the uh, Liberty Mutual insurance, insurance theme song. That's usually what was my kind of two cents on Liberty. Shout out D-Rock. There we go. Um, Sorry, Troy, I'm, I'm making you edit a little bit more. But seriously, David and Troy and Micah, do you guys have your cameras off? No, I can oh. see all of looking at each other but you. Yeah. Turn your camera off and then back on, baby. Well, you're, you're frozen on like a picture. You're, you're picking your nose or something. I don't pick my nose. Okay. Two of our other Chargers in D1, Lipscomb, Belmont, 
both got upset in their conference tournaments. We were hoping for that uh, Liberty Lipscomb rematch from last year to see who's going to the NCAA tournament. Uh, Belmont also, you know, we Mike and I and, and Tanner as well have been talking about their special analytics they've had going on. Apparently, did not help them against Moorhead State. They didn't have enough love and joy and and uh, or some of the smiles per hour and whatever. They, they care more. Yeah, they, they care more. So. Liberty, we're supporting them fully in state tournament. RIP to whatever five seed they, they're going to have to play because I'm already marking that in on my bracket. But for the other two, asterisk season. Asterisk season for Lipscomb Belmont. We're, thro- we're throwing it away. This season doesn't really count. Asterisk season, COVID season. Belmont went like 20 games in a row. What we can asterisk? Their, their big kid got hurt and it kind of changed everything. Asterisk season, Dave. Asterisk. 20 games in a row. Asterisk season. Guy gets his vaccine and he's all. Oh. I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to trying to give my boy Rutigs there a little love. I mean, they were the hottest team in the country for a while. The big kid goes down. They lose two games, and they make it to the conference finals. That's what I'm beat. saying. I'm, I'm giving them a little spin zone to where it's like it didn't end up how they wanted. So, you know, you put a last week's bite. If it wasn't COVID, they would have won the league. Also, it's Rudigs. It's Rudigs. Micah, this guy gets a little Johnson & Johnson in him, and he thinks COVID doesn't exist anymore. Like, COVID affected this season. He's ten foot tall and bulletproof now. Yeah. Way to go. I'm juicing uh, like Ty Hanback over here. That's it for kind of the, the, the pre pre show stuff. This show's mostly uh, as it should be about the Chargers and about the D two NCAA tournament. So we'll get right into it. Into the regular season. We had senior weekend at Spragans where we clinched the regular season title against Union, cut down some nets right in Dave Niven's face. And it's <laughs> and it's like that, you know, Micah was talking about reading those kids' books earlier. One of my favorite kids' books growing up was Alexander and the the No Good, Horrible, Terrible, No Good Day, whatever that mm-hmm. was. That's that's Dave Niven, that the No Good, Terrible, Horrible, Awful Decade uh, against the Chargers. Uh, Tanner, we'll start with you. You played Union a bunch. Uh, you played with these seniors uh, for a couple years. Uh, talk about them getting the dub on their senior night to cut down the nets. You always want to win your senior night game. Regardless, it, it made it even sweeter. They got to cut down some nets that same weekend. So kind of a celebration of their whole career um, and a celebration of this season. So kind of a two-for-one weekend with that one game. So, Greg, would you got anything to say about Dave Niven? Yeah, going down another quick rabbit hole, if you don't mind, uh, <laughs> regarding your hosting skills. I've noticed a lot of talkabouts tonight. Can you talk about your talkabouts? I'm more of a score first point guard, so I like to get my points across. I'm not really going to set you up for a play. I'm just going to pass you the ball. I'm like kind of like James Harden. I'll pass you the ball. I'll stand half court. I'll space the floor because I'm such a good shooter. But I'm not going to drive and, and you know create a play for you. I'll 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 give it to you and let you ISO, Greg. But uh, I'm just trying to give you space to work. Okay, okay. Just reminds reminds me of the great Taylor Flat. Taylor Flat was a big was a big talk about it talk about it guy. I remember that from the good old days. Yeah, Dave Niven. I mean, we we are we we know who he is. He is who we thought he was. Emotional hangover there on Sunday, obviously with the Sunday game. But we did what we needed to do on Saturday. Cut down the nets. That's all that really matters. That second game after the nets had already been cut down was kind of like you know you lose the first series and pick up when you're at open gym. Then you play one more like two out of three series. Everyone knows that the two to three is just cardio. That doesn't actually matter. That was just cardio for us, especially with Valdosta having the predetermined hosting site due to COVID. That was just cardio for us Sunday. Uh, 
if anything, we, I, I think Shulman was actually resting our guys and just letting, letting young guys play. The, the analogy that I, that I always think of is we cut down the nets the first night, so you've already got the good part out of the way. It's like going on your first date, right? You've got this, this girl that you've been eyeing, you want to take her out, take her out on a date, and it's like starting the date and you just get the kiss that you're supposed to get at the end of the night. And so after you get the kiss, it's like the best part of the night's happened, and so now I'm just kind of going through the motions. I think that's kind of what we did the next day is kind of go through the motions after after the good night kiss was really Friday night. That's pretty shallow, Micah. I was just thinking the same thing, Greg. I mean, as a, as, as a father of a girl, that's pretty shallow. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying what it, what it, what it was like. <laughs> what about the intellectual connection, you know, things like that? <laughs> Can I not have my analogy, Greg, without it being scrutinized by your frozen screen? My level of expectation for you is just higher. I've just got a lot of respect for your pod, a lot of respect for your analogies, and I'm just going to be completely transparent. I didn't much I, care for that one. I, I, I think I am who I am. If you think that's shallow, then that's that's what I am. I mean, I'm just a, I'm just a man. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I'd like to say one thing about cutting down the nets, though, real quick. I, that's a good, I think it was a good thing, though. It's been such a crappy year that they thought, you know, were able to close off the year at home and have somewhat of a little celebration just because – well, these seniors, they put in so much work. It's been such a crappy year and a half, really, the last year and a half for them. So, put a little icing on the cake. Yeah, and actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I think it was earlier that week. They also, the 2020 team got their, their rings finally came in. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of closer on that season as well because they didn't actually get to go to the NCAA tournament, which sucked for, you know, the juniors. And obviously, Dave, Malik, and uh, Dalton. So, yeah, got to got to wrap up the regular season and put a bow on last year. Got some pasta from your age, too. Yeah, yeah. I actually had that on my rundown at one point, but we can talk about it now. As we get into the uh, the conference tournament and Super Tuesday, you you UH Hoops slash Huntsville's modern realtor David Ivy IVHSV dot com provided the the pregame meal, the carb loading the night before uh, Super Tuesday. Dave, you want to talk a little bit? Well, I won't yeah. say talk about yeah, it. it me, I sent out a text, and a lot of people sent twenty to forty bucks. Greg sent twenty. A lot of other people sent forty, um, <laughs> and. Uh, so Greg provided a few extra breadsticks for the guys. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, no, we're just trying to, as the alums, trying to show our love for the guys because it's been a hard year. And shoot, a lot of us hadn't been, been able, like myself, haven't been able to go to the games because uh, my wife was pregnant and then we had babies, so it's been tough. But So we're just trying to show our appreciation to them. I would like it on record that I sent 25, not 20. Okay, I'm, I'm going to look right now. I think it was 20, but go ahead. And right. if it's not, what are, your, what are the consequences? We know that you're a liar. No, if it is, if it's 25, what are the consequences for you, the modern realtor? I just had so much money coming in, it's hard to keep up with. Oh, <laughs> I was wrong. You're right. Super Tuesday dinner, 25 bucks from Greg Gardner. I apologize. It takes a big man, big man to admit that, Dave. Getting into the conference tournament. Well, first of all, before we get into that conference, uh, end of season awards, lots of chargers all over, all over the ballots. Orf, player of the year in the division. John Shulman, coach of the year in the division. JJ and Seth, both all-conference. I'll start. Orf, no preseason recognition from anybody. Player of the year. Just unbelievable. You know what motivated him all year. You could tell the way, you know, the, just the drive he had. Coach Shulman, you know, coming in two years ago, having a huge fill, shoes to fill, comes in, coach of the year, leading the team to a two-seed. We'll get to that, and we get to the regional rankings. Phenomenal job with this group. And then, you know, JJ and Seth. Seth has been, you know, he's snubbed for freshman of the year uh, early on. You know, he's he's been steady at a four-year starter at the point. 
Um, and then JJ's just been a monster. You know, first team all conference three straight years, tournament MVP last year. JJ's just been been a rock for the last three years. You know, he only played eight eight conference games this year and still his first team all conference. That, that tells you what kind of year he had and uh, coming back from that injury. Greg, we'll start with you. I know you're watching from afar. Give us your thoughts on the conference awards. When you say watching from afar, what do you mean by that? You're just not in the state. You're not in the city. You're just you're kind of you know not on the pod anymore. You're you kind of seem distanced from from Charger basketball. Just get getting your thoughts. I was there every step of the way. Um, JJ and I we've had our history. I'm, I'm I'm more of a layup guy. JJ's a dunk guy, and that's not just in basketball form. That's just in life. I'm a layup guy, and JJ's a dunk guy. We we've never seen eye to eye. Um, but credit to him. Coming back from that injury, from that surgery, it was pretty remarkable. Um, Grace and I, we focus on layups, though, on the little tight hoop. We don't, I say, don't be like JJ, like be like dad. So we focus on the layups in our household. So only on the right side? Yeah, that's always been your thing with me is no left hand. I actually had pretty, like, above average to solid left kind of hand. in on the left side with your right hand. Let me, let me get out in front of this one before you say, and I needed a ball screen to get up the court. <laughs> didn't say that. I mean, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. By the way, everybody's camera is on, and I can see everybody now. So, if anybody was wondering, moving on to Sam, huge Sam Ward fan, president of the uh, Sam Ward fan club. That's me. I might add that to my Twitter bio later tonight. And then uh, one thing I've noticed about Seth's freshman of the year, Troy, you might have taken that harder than than one Seth himself, but two like took that harder than like anything in the history of the world. Like, I feel like that gets brought up on the pod, like on a bi a bi-weekly basis, how he was snubbed. Troy, do you, did you take that pretty hard? I did. Yeah. Well, I've, I brought it up a lot. Tanner was on that team. I think he would, he would agree with me. Troy, I'm not, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I think you're probably right. I just, I just feel like it really, like it struck a chord with you. Yeah. You know, um, you know, Seth's, Seth's my guy. He's, uh, he's my guy. He was, you know, He's my guy. Okay. Yeah, no gosh. analysis. Wrapping up with uh, Coach Shulman. I'm a huge John Shulman fan. Obviously, tough to tough to fill Lenny's shoes after him being there for 20, 21, 22 years. But can't think of a better guy to do so. And I'm I'm full, fully aboard the uh, Jay Shulman wagon. I'd like to retweet that. We're super lucky, Greg. You hit the nail on the head. I mean. Coach Shulman, he would want to follow Coach Jacob, but my God, he's done an amazing job. And hell, I'd love to play for him. And those kids are lucky that we're all lucky to have him. So keep charging on John Shulman and assistant coach JC Shulman. Keep charging on. <laughs> David shouted him out because he followed him on Instagram the other day and it made David think he was cool, like the how do you do fellow kids meme. And <laughs> gave I'm that. creeping up closer to 500 follows, Greg, so just watch out. Last thing about John Shulman verbal, not verbal, written consent committing to the podcast on Twitter. That's legally binding, mm-hmm. just so we're all clear. Tanner, Micah, got anything about the conference awards? No. Well-deserved. Greg kind of hit it on the head. I, I think uh, I think JJ deserves a lot of credit for this one, kind of gritted this out. You know, he's clearly not 100% back from his surgeries, and so for him to even get a conference award in the first place, kind of amazing, let alone first team, just – Shows what kind of person and player J.J. Kaplan is. So, And uh, Sam Worf is the full conference player of the year, not just the West Division. He is the the player of the year. Get to that in a second. Greg, Mike and I have been throwing around this theory 
because we thought you were dead, to be honest. Is there any truth that bones out of your cadaver have been used for JJ's surgery? Because he's apparently, I don't know if you've been watching the box scores or watching the games. He's like Nikola Jokic out there with all the dimes he's been throwing. Uh, and you were a pretty good passer in your day as Dave, you know, if I was being a David Ivy, I'd say it's because you couldn't shoot. You had to pass it. Is there any truth to, to your shin bones being used in JJ's surgery? I think I don't, I don't, before you go, Greg. About the cadaver situation, not only was it J.J., but we also realized that Austin Leslie was coming back from collarbone surgery, which Troy and I thought was, like, season-ending. Like, we had no clue, like, if you broke your collarbone. Yeah. And so we were like, I mean, we hadn't heard from Greg in so long. Like, maybe he's dead. Had his collarbone laying around, gave that to Austin Leslie, and he's back so soon. So that was kind of contributing to our theory. So am I just like the soupy mud mud pile guy meme? Like now I now have no bones. Like all my bones are elsewhere on the UH team. That's what we're well, asking. We're asking: is, is there any credence to this theory? Or like we we've been you know we've been criticizing you all year for abandoning the Chargers. When in reality, maybe behind the scenes, you've been actually su- supporting their. You know, Kearney came back quick from a hand injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, JJ's coming back strong. Leslie, I mean, that's the most miraculous collarbone. I literally thought collarbone was like career threatening. I maybe I'm I just have a dumb, huge, huge dumb brain. A, a collarbone ended Tony Romo's career. That was like my only basis of a collarbone. Um, maybe you've been funding the Charger season health wise, and we haven't been giving you enough credit. We're trying to give you a chance to get that on the record. No comment, but I do want to thank you guys for realizing kind of what's been going on behind the scenes. And last thing about your cadaver. The freshman Luke uh, Luke Burnett, I think he's got a, uh, a hand, 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 a hand, a hand as well. Greg, uh, I know you weren't much of a shooter, and he's a really good shooter. It's a it's a balance because it's like if we give him a bone out of your hand, it'll allow him to play sooner, but it may ruin his shot. Are we going to risk that? Are you going to try to get him back in time for the tournament? Rabbit hole, real quick, <laughs> Troy. What can you tell me? What NBA league average three point percentage is? It's probably thirty six. It's right around, I think like it's right around 33, 34. Can you tell me what I shot from three for my career at UAH? About 30, 36, 4. So that is, that's just a long-standing myth of me not being able to shoot, find a new slant. Tell my tell my boy Burnett I'm the plug. I got him. So what about the hand? Are you gonna are you gonna be donating your hand to help the Russian? Yeah, Michael. When when the kids say like I'm the plug, it means I'll, I'll hook him up with. with uh. some by the way that's like the third time this year micah has not known like someone has said something micah has, <laughs> i was talking about the stimmy the other week i was talking about the stimulus check and micah thought i was talking about the covid vaccination <laughs> <laughs> get, on, get on twitter get on these books yes, bless. super tuesday back on the rails here super tuesday montevallo danny young shout out jay majet the aforementioned jay majet Kearney Lane. That's the story of the night on Super Tuesday. Nine for nine. 20 points, 10 rebounds. Chris, literally Christian Leitner stat line. Uh, Tanner, we'll start with you. Kearney does everything right. He's always in the right place. You know, he makes the right play, makes others around him better. We're just better when he's on the floor. And it's, it's great to see him when he has a breakout game like this. Seniors in March. Tanner, what do you got? The only thing that popped in my head when I saw this verbal meme there's a picture of Christian Leitner, and then there's like next picture foggy glasses, next picture wipe the glasses off, next picture Kearney Lane. Like that. Kearney Lane is Christian Leitner. Dave, 
you know, you're, you're super old. So you know, the history of the Montevallo UH rivalry. We don't really know about it outside of Micah and I's pod rivalry with Chad with three D's, uh, the, the old, uh, security officer who got a DUI when we were beefing with him. Tell us about Danny Young, Jay Majette beating Montevallo and Sprague and Tall, beating the crap out of him on Tuesday. I would like to go back to Kearney really real quick because I don't think he gets quite enough love because he does a lot of little things that helps the Chargers win his lead is an assist to turnover ratio, which, I mean, you're, you're a big man doing that. Um, but, yeah, I, I do. I think Kearney deserves a little bit of love because uh, sometimes he gets kind of lost in the shuffle because he doesn't score points as, as much as some of the other guys, but he's down there doing the dirty work. Um, but back to Montebello, Danny Young. Uh, it's probably Scotty Davenport and Danny Young about right here. Um but yeah, so uh, we had some battles with Montevallo back in the day. Della Russell, we would have won the league. I think my senior year, we would have won the league, but they were number one in the country that year. Yeah. Uh, David Ivey in the backcourt with Jason Smith, we had matched up against a Kentucky transfer and an Oklahoma transfer. Micah, this is how you know Dave's really out of coaching because he's letting it fly on some of these uh, these these former foes that he had to go against oh. in the in the playing and the coaching realm. I mean, when Dave was assistant, you couldn't get him to say anything. Can't say anything. You have to be so easy when you're in the coaching world now. You know, the real estate world is just every man for himself out here. Dog eat dog in, in, the, in the realty world. So we had Super Tuesday. Micah, you coined it. I'll give you credit. Uh, it was Super Duper Week. We had Super Tuesday. We had Duper Friday. Mm-hmm. Lee coming to town. That Lee has been kind of, you know, every iteration of UH kind of has their rival. I think back in y'all's days, it probably was Montevallo. Majette days, it was Christian Brothers. UNA is obviously always the rival, but like a different GSC team kind of steps up to challenge the crown. When Greg and I were in school, it was, it was mainly Delta State. Towards the tail end of Tanner's, it was this Lee team. I don't know. They, they had, they've never won anything in the league, yet they think they can step to us year in, year out. We had the Poochies the last few years. <laughs> Uh, we had the St. Valentine's Day massacre on Valentine's Day when Tanner blocks the, you know, game time three is going up. Tanner blocks it, goes and dunks, dunks it right in Bubba Smith's face in Spragans to win the game. Just you know, all time moments in this rivalry, and they've been good. They just they just taste a little bit of success and think they're on our level. It's like no, we've been doing this two decades. You guys have been doing it for you know two years. Move over, Poochies. We had Netgate coming in, Boy and Hendricks saying he's going at our necks on social media. Quake Kennedy, the other quote-unquote player of the year. Tanner touched on it earlier. Sam Orff, he proved it this game. Full-on conference player of the year, not just division. Sam held him to 2 for 12, 9 points. And then Orff went on the other end at 16 and 7. They were guarding each other all night, mano y mano. Orff, game-winning steal. 5 for 6 from the line down the stretch to steal the game. Bubba Smith, Union's co- or Lee's coach, was the co- uh, coach of the year on the other division. So it just proved Orf Shulman, greater than sign, Quay, and Bubba. Micah, we'll start with you. You coined Duper Friday. Uh, what did you think of that, that Friday uh, uh, performance in Spragans? Yeah, I think it lived up to the hype, right? With it being a close game and with all the history of the last couple of years that we've had uh, to end it like that, to, to get to go to the conference championship. Uh, and then Orf, like you talked about, Orf going against the other sides, conference player of the year. Man, man to man, outperformed him. I think it just solidified his spot as being uh, the elite player in this conference for sure. Tanner, this rivalry really started heating up towards the end of your career, and now as a fan, seeing it. Talk to us a little bit about the rivalry and and, and Duper Friday. I don't know. It's just like the pesky little bro, <laughs> just like a gnat, just always 
trying to get under your skin and this and that. And Coach Acuff used to say, you know, you got to do something different or you got to do something better. They don't do much different. And they kind of run our offense and they definitely don't do it better. So there's a a rivalry, but it's not even close. History, records, not close. It'll always be like an imitation version. Like they never really found themselves. They were just kind of copying what they saw in front of them. And it can be, you know, it can be 80, 90% as good. It'll never be the real thing. Um, Craig, you're not frozen anymore. Proud of you. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Should you get closer to the Wi-Fi point or something? What'd you do? No comments. <laughs> Greg, we'll bring you into the fold real quick. I feel like you love senior guards in March. Seth and Sam were really good in their last two. Well, we, everyone has eligibility, so we don't know technically who's coming back and who's not. But for all intents and purposes, that was their last game in Sprague and Tall. What did you think of Seth and Sam in the backcourt uh, on their, la- their last weekend in Sprague and Tall? Well, I think what you said about Kearney just applies to all these guys. Seniors just know this time of year. You know, they, they just know. That's all you got to say. They just know this time of year. I was actually talking about that with my mom, about having this extra year of eligibility. Shout out to Karen. Shout out to Karen. All these guys are better players than me, so I know that they'll probably have more opportunities than I did. But if you told me I could have had a, a fifth and then, like, like in some, some most cases, a sixth year of college, like, sign me up. I'm, I'll see you guys at Sammy's. <laughs> <laughs> I think five years is doable, but when you're in it, like you're like feel like you're really old, but six years is going to be really tough. We should just call. So let's Skype Serge in real quick and ask him about how sixth and seventh year went. Serge still didn't know the offense after six years. <laughs> I'm with you, Greg. I would have been trying to get my doctorate at UH. As long as they let me keep playing, I would have played. If they had med school, I'd take it. I'd Seven more years. Sign me yeah, up. Cool. Wow. I would have just loved to live off the calf salad bar Natty Light for as many more years as I possibly could have. Sunday, championship Sunday, Valdosta, for some inexplicable reason, the GSE chose Montevallo as the neutral site host for this game. Whatever. I, I'm so sick of the COVID predetermined sites and all that. I don't even want to get into it. The one blemish on the UH's conference tournament this year was this game. Uh, the lone bright spot for the Chargers, Sam Orff. Again, just proving he's the best player in the conference. 33-17. and 17, Pretty much single-handedly kept us in this game. Brought us back into this game when we were down, you know, down double digits in the second half. Uh, he posterized some poor soul from Valdosta. Uh, I mean... One of the best dunks uh, I've ever seen a UH player uh, make. But yeah, Championship Sunday didn't go our way. Uh, Micah, I'm coming to you. You're king of spin zones. Spin it for us going in the NCAA tournament. A bunch of coaches talk about, you know, you need a loss going into to kind of humble yourselves, to kind of get yourself more focused. I think this might have been it. But also, spin zone, it kind of put us in the two seed which oh. actually is a better draw for us. How was Same thing. We avoid, you know, we avoid Valdosta Flagler until the Sweet 16. I, I like our setup uh, for the bracket come tournament time uh, this week. So my spin zone would be, you know, even though we lost, which stinks, I'd, I'd like to be conference champions. But in the end, you know, we're playing for something bigger, right? You know, we're playing for something that was taken from us last year with, because of COVID. I think that the bracket sets up pretty good for us. I mean, yeah, poor Flagler wins the region, and they get to play the home team probably on the next round. Yeah, Tanner. Before we get in the regional, you're probably the only one. Well, Dave, I don't. Did, did Micah dunk much as, as a player? Oh, yeah, he had a couple. Montevallo had a couple nasty ones. Ooh. Okay, 
I think okay. the quartz will look like foamy there or something. It's like a little, <laughs> little springy or something. Okay. You remember that one I'm talking about, Della? I had a, I had a nice one over the uh, Rub 3 Slip. Which oh, was my ultimate okay. play. Uh, yeah, I two-handed one there. That was my best dunk of my of my life. I don't know what happened. Look at that recall. Greg, what about, what about your dunk, man? You said Greg? Yeah, yeah. What about your dunk? No college dunks here for this guy. Remember layup guy. I do remember a, a case at, at West Florida. Greg tried to dunk after the whistle, and uh, the ball went off the back of the rim all the way down the other side of the court. And this, this scrawny little white guy from West Florida started talking trash to Greg. Saying he couldn't dunk. Dunks that go off the back of the rim usually mean it's so hard and powerful <laughs> and above the rim that it like, like. And I remember it like kind of like shot back like to the other free throw line. It was it was so powerful. That's the way I remember it. Tanner, as the only person who actually like had in game dunks, Micah, you had in game dunks, but you're not like a wing or a guard. How would you rate Sam's poster dunk on Sunday? I mean, as a as a ten. Ten. Hate to sound like Kenny the Jet Smith, but just ten. <laughs> Great dunk. A popular Alabama Crimson Tide, our sister school blog, picked it up. Roll Tide Roll, and it it reminded me so much of the 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 Majet Hawks and Magic days when they would post about him on social media, and you'd get in the comments and uh, be like that. That's Kevin Spacey. That's my accountant. That's my lawyer. That's my dentist, etc. Uh, they quoted it and just said. Uh, I do got put on a poster by a rocket scientist. Uh, made me laugh a little bit. I don't think Sam looks quite as nerdy as Majette does. He's got a lot, you know, a good frame to him. Uh, Dave, you you know guys' bodies better than I. Uh, <laughs> compare and contrast Majette's uh, frame to Orff's, if you will. I, that's kind of how I picture Orff being in about eighth or ninth grade. He's looking like Majette does, like in <laughs> peak, peak Majette years. As um, a one-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Like Majet's like a 30, 36 year old pro looking like Orphid in middle school, but hey, got elite speed, elite speed in court and in, court in vision. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Uh, moving in to the regional rankings, we kind of touched on it. We're the two. You know, we talked all that stuff about Lee earlier. We might play him again. Potential net gate rematch. Uh, Lee. They play Georgia Southwestern. I don't know anything about Georgia Southwestern. Um, we'll get to our predictions later in the pod. But right now, friends of the program, uh, Michael, we'll start with you. Your boy, Chad, Georgia uh, soulmates. They're the one seed. Kind of got screwed, like Dave said earlier, by the by the you know the COVID setup. They should be hosting. They have to actually go to Valdosta and potentially play the host school in the second round. But they do are the one. They get the bye. They're on a 13-game winning streak regular season and conference tournament title in the Peach Belt. They swept pretty much all the awards, the conference awards in the Peach Belt. Chad, Coach of the Year. They had the Player of the Year. They had the Defensive Player of the Year. They had the Newcomer of the Year. Two other guys on all conference teams. They are a wagon. Micah, talk about your... your uh, what, what Not a soulmate. What's it called? Uh, Kindred, Kindred Spirits. Kindred Spirits, yes. That, that's yeah. what you and Chad are. Uh, Coach COVID... Uh, it's fitting that he's the one seed because he was the co- original coach COVID. Uh, Mike, mm-hmm. what do you got? Yeah, I think you just kind of embrace this year. I mean, as kinder spirit as, as Coach Warner is, I mean, I can't think of a better guy to, to be the number one seed if UH can't be. Uh, you do get the the host school round two, uh, theoretically, if they went out. 
uh, like they're supposed to. But the good news is they won't really have home court advantage, right, because of COVID restrictions uh, due to that. Now, I'm not sure exactly what that entails. It could just be family or I don't know what Georgia's doing. You know, but they're the newcomers to the block, right? UH has been here before, done that. Uh, we've been host of regionals multiple times in the last uh, 10 years. And so I think it's, it's fitting that they have to play uh, Austin round two instead of us round two. So if you want to prove yourself, you want to be on this stage, you want to be with UH in the national setting, you got to prove yourself, and this is a good chance for them to do it. Greg, what do you got for us? What I've got is I've got a question for the host. Is let's say we do get to the point where we do face them in the regional final. Who are you cheering for? I'll, we've, Tanner and I, uh, we, we went into the future a few episodes ago. And we talked about this. I'll, I'll let Tanner go in a second. My whole thing is I'm the Shawn, I am the walking Shawn Michaels gif. When he has the sweet chin music, Ric Flair, to end his career. Just a sexy boy. The sexy boy, that's me. Okay. Uh, the gif where it shows his mouth and he mouths, I love you, to Ric Flair. And tears are coming down, but he knows he still has to super kick him. Sweet chin music, mm. right to Ric Flair's face, pins him, pins him. Ric Flair has to retire after the match. That's the gif. That's the walking Troy Saxon. That's UH to Flagler. That's me to Chad Warner and Kip Owens. Uh, and I know Tanner has a Tiger Woods spin on it. Uh, Tanner, who are you rooting for in that matchup? All I want to add before Tanner go to, goes is I do love Chad Warner. I love him. So, Tanner, go ahead. Well, I mean, obviously it's UAH. As being a fan of both schools, um, hopefully that is the case. They do have to play each other. But if that is the case, yeah, I mean, it's UAH. And kind of the Tiger Woods, kind of cold shoulder. You know, there are no friends out there on the course. So. Can we talk a little bit more about Kip Owens, though? I mean, my man shows up down there in Flagler, and all they do is just start winning games. I mean, that is a good point. He's just a, I said this to him the other night, he's just a one seed wherever he goes. He's exactly. Chief morale officer. Yeah, just people get fired up by Kip's spirit. That's what I mean. I mean, the man's down there at sea level just getting wins every night. An underlying part to this potential matchup, Dave, I'll go to you first. It's the battle of Chad Warner assistants, Spencer versus Kip. People forget Spencer Palmer started his coaching career at Flagler College with Chad Warner as they his first year trying to get that program turned around. Now Kip has kind of helped it get to that upper echelon while Spencer is helping UH in the post-Lenny era stay at that upper echelon. You are an elite UH assistant, former assistant under oh, Lenny. Now you, you. You, you recruited me and Greg. You have to be elite and Tanner. Um, Spin spin zone here though. Did we screw up by uh, helping Flagler out and like they're now become a powerhouse because we sent these greatest great assistants down there? Did we did we mess up? I have a follow up question on that. Did you just try to pun Spence zone or did you say spin zone? I said spin spin zone. Like it's like a uh, like a spinning again. Oh, but not Spence like, like a, a Spencer. Like a double spin. Yeah, like a double spin. Like Greg, you got your hand up. I have two things. The first is. Is Spencer, did Spencer go to Flagler first and he kind of laid the seed, the groundwork, the foundation? He, he planted the, the tree and then Kip is just on the reaping end of, of just seeing the flowers grow and seeing this beautiful tree blossom. That's a question that I think that has to be asked. And then number two, are we going to have to pay for the NCAA tournament? Because if so, I mean, you guys, that is so ridiculous in 2021. 
that we can't watch a conference tournament. I mean, Division Two basketball gets a, a, a hard enough rap as it is, and then they charge you 30 bucks, and it doesn't even work. Sorry, I know these rabbit holes, they just keep coming up, but... <laughs> We're going to have to pay for Brazel's gas money. He's getting down at a Facebook Live for us. Mm-hmm. Tyler, it's busy season right now. Tyler is a tax accountant, and he works like 195 hours a week. His life is miserable right now. He no, just that's... sits in the office and chugs beers until like 10.30 every single night. No, but that's a good point. Um, and, and to not even allow... UH to stream those, you know, those first two games, the super of Super Duper Week, to not allow them to offer it for free because we have the capabilities was at, was literally illegal. I mean, that's illegal. That is illegal what they did. The GSC should be ashamed of themselves for that. Tanner, it looked like you were about to say something about what Greg said. I'm glad Greg said something because that definitely needed to be addressed in this pod. It was disgusting, is what it was. It was it was greedy. It was uh, in a pandemic too. In a pandemic, charging thirty. $30 ahead, and believe me, because we tried behind the scenes, you couldn't share a login. Yep. Uh, they, were, they were stricter than multi-billion dollar corporation Netflix. They were stricter on sharing logins than Netflix is. Like that, If that quick tells question, you. Quick question. Yeah. Did Greg pay for have his own login to any streaming service? Every one of them, you bum it off somebody. Oh, I do have one. <laughs> Which one? Whatever the cheapest is, like the Discovery Plus or something, or what is it? Prime Video, just because we have our own Prime account. That's a streaming service that I pay for on my own. I've proved David wrong like close to 200 <laughs> times on this bottle. All right. So, moment of truth here. Complete predictions. Give me whose flag we're going to face. Who's going to go on to that? Give me a little bracketology here. Who's UH going to face? Lee or Georgia Southwestern. Flagger is going to play the winner of Valdosta, West Georgia, which. Separate issue, which is for another, you know, if we were if we were Georgia College podcast, we'd be throwing fits right now because they were the three seed, somehow got jumped by West Georgia, and they got left out somehow. I digress. Uh, Tanner, I'm going to start with you. Give me your full predictions and who's going to move on to the regional when it's all said and done to the Elite Eight. Okay, so I'll start with the Valdosta-West uh, Georgia game. Going to go with the upset, going to go with West Georgia. I think they started out, I don't know, three and seven or something and then reeled off. I don't even, I don't know the record. I didn't do enough research, but they reeled off a lot of wins in a row. They did win a conference tournament game. I think Valdosta is going to be riding high on that conference championship. So I'm going to go West Georgia playing Flagler. And then I think UAH is going to get Lee again. I think we get Netgate part two. Pandering answer, I'm going to go UAH Flagler. UAH goes to the Elite Eight. Dave, you're next up. The hardest game to play is that first game when you're hosting. And so Valdosta is technically hosting, even though they're not the one seed. And West Georgia, I think they beat them by two the first time. Then they play the conference tournament, too. So this will be the fourth time. They'll have to beat them four times this year. We had to do that one time before when we had to beat Christian Brothers uh, to get to the Sweet 16 one year. I swear to God, that's, the hard, that's one of the hardest things we've had to do, to beat a team four times in one year. So that first game, I'm predicting tight, tight, tight. Can we say booty holes on this podcast? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, we, we, say, we, say Tony Poo, we say Tony Pujols. Tony Pujols. And I'm predicting the upset by like, I'm saying like 10 to 12 points. I think it's just going to get, I think it's going to be double figures. Oh, wow. Uh, then I'm predicting Lee, UAH, and then Flagler advances, and UAH Flagler, Chargers take it. But 
this is also where I like to get my little D2 rant in real quick. My, my rabbit hole, Greg's rabbit hole for the night. I cannot stand that we can't come up with some site where we don't play the same teams. Like, we're playing GSC teams again. I hate, like, Valdosta should not have to play West Georgia first round. I cannot stand that. There's got to be a way where we can combine regions. Everybody can drive the bus to freaking Louisville or somewhere and play, I don't know, play other, play other schools. I hate that so much. It's so high schoolish. Sorry, go ahead. You know, I agree. The especially first round of the tournament should ne- that should not be allowed. You have play the same conference. They should. I don't care if they have to manipulate seeds. You have to get a different conference in there. Second thing is, Greg. I think I saw your your eyes perk up. You know, it's a, it's been a long-standing staple on this podcast. It's hard to beat a team three times, but to yep. beat a team four times, that's even harder. Micah, Good. give us give us your predictions. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Valdosta over West Georgia for the fourth time. Uh, I think they're playing really, really well right now. So West Georgia is kind of happy to be there dealing, I think. And uh, I think the host seed goes there. And then I'm going to take Lee uh, in the bottom half. And so we're going to have uh, all chalk leading into the regional championship. Valdosta Flagler will be interesting. A measuring stick, I guess, for for how Flagler matches up with our conference. But I, but I still like I still like Warner. It's hard to play. I think like if you're playing good basketball, you want to play as many games as possible. And so having that bye, while it's good to have a bye going the, the next, I guess, round, it's harder to play given that much time off when you haven't had that much time off all year. But I'm still going to take Flagler because I just want to see the Flagler UAH match up in the Sweet 16, and then all our dreams come true. Can you uh, we get, we get, fired up? Kip Owens will be that night. I mean Spencer Palmer too. I mean this is you know he came from there. I mean it's, there's a lot of storylines to go along with it. So for content reasons, yeah. I, I cannot I cannot love that that matchup enough. I'll go next. A lot of storylines. So I'll tell you right now, I'm having UH Flagler there. I'm going to agree with you know Dave and Tanner. I think West Georgia upsets Valdosta. Spin zone for UH and Flagler. You know we were kind of the two teams battling for hosting privileges. In this COVID year, it's actually, I think it's going to be a hassle to host. You got mm-hmm. all your staff is worried about masks and social distancing and tickets and all this stuff. In a normal year, it's an advantage to host. I think this year, if you're hosting, it's a disadvantage because you got so many distractions. People ask you for tickets saying, sorry, 25%, whatever, family only, blah, blah, blah. I think Helfer is going to be distracted and huge letdown. That was their Super Bowl. They never won the conference tournament in the GSC. They finally win it. Now they come back and have to play West Georgia again. I think they're not going to show up at all to that game. I've got West Georgia moving on. And to be contrarian, I want to see Netgate Part 2. But I think Sam Orff destroyed Quay Quinnity uh, and everything he stands for. I think Dwayne Hendricks, the originator of Netgate, crawling back into his shell. Lee Managers was DMing us, talking, talking crap. To us, I know we tweeted the screenshot. They literally tweeted us or DM'd us to tell the UH team that they're going to come into our stadium, beat us, and then steal all the players' girlfriends on their way back to Cleveland, Tennessee. First of all, you guys don't even allow girls in your dorms. You have 11 o'clock curfew, so shut up on that end. And secondly, like you lost. Like You, you know how dumb you look when your managers are DMing, talking shit to our players. You just look dumb. So just shut up. I'm so sick of the Lee, the Lee program, everything about them. So Georgia Southwestern is going to upset them because they're going to be so 
focused on us in the second round that they're not going to show up for that first round game. So I've got UH beating Georgia Southwestern, Flagler beating West Georgia, and like I said earlier, Shawn Michaels GIF, John Shulman, Photoshop on Shawn Michaels' body, Chad Warner, Photoshop on Ric Flair's body. I'm sorry, I love you. Super kick, UH the Elite Eight. So that's the, so that's my prediction. So we've got four UH going to the Elite Eight. We've got varying first and second rounds. Greg, bring us home with your, your prediction of uh, the South Regional. Uh, it's going to be Flagler and UH. I'm not even going to predict the other games. It's going to be Saints. It's going to be Chargers. It's going to be pending us not having to pay for it. That's going to be a really fun Tuesday night here in the Gardner household. UH, UH, 73, Flagler, 71. Palmer does like the, gets on top of the scores table and does like the D. Like suck it right in Kip's face (laughs) to to send us to the Elite Eight. Wow. So there you have it. From Greg Gardner's lips, Undertaker GIF, he's back. 73-71, UH, headed to the Elite Eight. That's that's the official prediction of the pod for Tanner, David, Micah, Greg, and Tyler. Thank you all of you for joining. Thank everyone for listening. And charge on. Charge on. Charge on. Charge on. Charge on. Dress it up and make it real for me. Eskimo, the coolest DJ in the world. Whatever that for off me. Spend a day to get my mind blown. Dress it up and go to NASA. 200 miles on the dash. Got a roller pound up a gas. Put your lanes in the Grand Rapids. We the one that kept it cool without it being TG and dark acting. Shooting the end like a film in a movie. Gone on the map. We ballin' like the Marsh Madness. All these cops shooting us getting tragic. Only one that living lavish. Like I'm playing for the Mavericks. I don't want to throw the dip in my Dirty money in the cook, 45 by my good. When young in the cook, take you out for some joints. Count this money, no rush. I'm on the one way flushing. Loud pack, smelling must. These police can't touch me. These bogus police can't touch me. These niggas can't touch me. Apply the pressure with the VBS. I drive the front like it was a ship. Drive the front like it was a ship.
up, you know the NASA. 200 miles on the dash. Got a roller pound up a gas. Put your lanes in the Grand Rapids. We the one that kept it cool without it in the teeth. You gotta start acting. Shooting the end like a film in a movie. Gonna let them have it. We ballin' like the Marsh Madness. All this cops shooting in the tragic. Only one that living lavish. Like I'm playing for the Mavericks. I don't want no flippin' dip in my little Mavericks. Don't feel it even though she average. DJ Esco, let's go. Yeah, bitch.